All right, so are Ivy Leagues overrated? You know, I, I think so. So I think I think this is something that's very interesting because so I went to a public university, uh, a decent one, mm-hmm. a pretty decent public university, and you went to oh, Ivy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Dark is Ivy, right? I want to make sure. Indeed, I got that right. it, it is. It is one of the forgotten Ivies, but it is indeed an it's Ivy like, League school. It's like yep. a Brown University. It's like it's Brown to Ivy League. It's like well, who's the Brown? <laughs> So, oh, man. so there's a study here from 2015, um, and it talks about the salaries of Ivy League graduates versus public school graduates um, 10 years out of graduation. So it says the median annual earning for Ivy League graduates are 70000 a year, 10 years after graduation, and the median for our other schools is 34000 but what's actually very interesting is mm-hmm. like that's just average, right? It's whatever. Like it, it, you're taking from like yeah. all different schools, all different walks of life. But what I think is the more interesting mm-hmm. statistic is the top ten percent Ivy League grads earning two hundred. Like the top ten percent of the Ivy League grads ten years out are earning two hundred thousand dollars on average, while yeah. the top ten percent public school grads are only earning seventy thousand out of graduation. So I guess the question mm-hmm. we're trying to get to here is like, does going to Ivy League, and I want to hear your perspective, I'll share my perspective on public schools. Does going to yeah. Ivy League really pave that life for you out off the bat? So I guess I'll start with you. What was kind of your experience like going to like Ivy League in terms of like the experience and like how easy, hard it was to like find a high paying career out of college? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah, going to an Ivy League school, I was like top of my class. And then I think going to, you go, it's like, I went to a normal public high school in America, top of my class, went to an Ivy League school. I immediately became a really small fish in a really big pond, right? It's How like many basically, it's like you basically take like maybe 1200 per year. Very oh. small, super small school. Yeah. Um, so in total, rough, like for all four years, like seniors, sophomore, junior, senior. So, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, there's maybe 4,500, 5,000 kids total, really small. So basically you're almost everybody there was basically top of their class or near the top of their class. I think there's a, a statistic that said 50% of the, my class was salutatorians at their high school. 30% were valedictorians of their high school. So there, mm. and so the, everyone was pretty academically like quite strong and I was immediately crushed like i it was college was so much harder for me than high school high school was pretty chill i did study hard and i did well college that was the first time where i had this identity crisis where like my identity was the guy that had his shit together got good grades and everything and for the first time that was not me i was i was really struggling at school and i guess also going into college i always thought that i'm gonna be surrounded by incredible geniuses such smart people wow but in the end 18 year olds are going to be 18 year olds. College students are going to be college students. It's like, they're going to do whatever the hell that they want to do. Like at, like across any school, there are going to be crazy nights where people like to go out and like, it's not going to be just like, there's going to be really shitty people and really great people. And that's at any school too. And then in terms of the career outlook, um, I do think that getting a high paying job at an Ivy league school is a lot easier compared to state schools, not because we're necessarily smarter, but it's because a lot of these companies they recruit exclusively at the top 10 schools, the top 20 schools. So it's like, you look like job recruiting starts your sophomore summer. So at Dartmouth, your summer after your sophomore year, you're the only class that stays on. So it's only like a thousand people on campus. Everyone is your year. And that's when the first job recruiting session starts. So you get started early and it's a part of the culture. And it's like, 
mm, the culture. companies that come and recruit they're all the top yeah like all the top companies are there to recruit all the top investment banking firms consulting firms tech companies everyone is there because they're biasing themselves and to only want to select these people so i think the high earning status like it's true a most vast majority of my friends graduated from college making minimum six figures usually around the 120 to 150k range um and really i think because one my my older brother actually went to uc san diego so i know a good amount of like, oh. public schools as well i'm like I'll, yeah a lot of my um a lot of my friends from high school also went to public schools and i think what was really the biggest culture shock for me and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this was the fact that it seems like at the ucs because all my friends were uc students they graduated from college like everyone's main objective was to graduate early and it's like i'll graduate first and then i'll look for a job after whereas the normal culture the, the normal thing to do at least at dartmouth was you are gonna graduate with a job if you do not land a job in like october november of your senior year of college you are not in a good spot like that that's when you get super stressed out and everyone's like holy crap like i need to land a job this winter quarter i need to land a job in spring like it's like it's almost as if when someone asks, hey, what are you doing post-grad? If you didn't say, oh, I got a job at XYZ company, and you said, oh, I'm still figuring it out, people would be like, kind of surprised and like really concerned. It's like, oh, shoot, like, is everything okay? How can I help you out? <laughs> like, Do you have a medical yeah. condition? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's like, it was a, it was a norm. So to, to go back to this point about Ivy League's Ivy League grads making more, I just think it's because companies exclusively recruit or recruit much more actively from these schools, not because they're necessarily smarter or anything. Like, trust me, we're not. It's just these companies bias themselves. But I want to hear from you from your, like your UC perspective. Yeah, yeah. I guess just to add on to that, it's like I, I think a huge portion is just like it kind of like ties into the culture of the school. Like, if everyone's doing it, you're doing it too, right? Because everyone already appears to talking yeah. about it. You're going to be like, well, shit, I can't fall behind. I need to go do this. So. Um, you're going to hate me for saying this, but I had a very different experience than you did in terms of like going to high school or college. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't yeah. know if it has to do with the high school I went to, but I struggled a lot in high school. Um, like my high school mm -hmm. was pretty competitive in my opinion. Like our AP Calc class, if you didn't get five on AP, you were like shunned upon. It's like, what do you mean you didn't get five on AP? It's like everyone gets it. Yeah. Like we have like a 95% five rate on our, on our Calc AP or PC mm. class, mm -hmm. like everyone got five. Mm -hmm. If you didn't get five, it's like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> um, so I, yeah. I think because of that, like I went to pretty rigorous high school. I was like ranked like top three to 5%-ish. Um, but when I went to college at UC San Diego, don't get me wrong, it's a very smart school. I, I have met some of the smartest people at UC San Diego that I've ever met in my life. I also mm. met some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Same. Right, right. You're like, like, from front, one end, you're like, wow, how did I get into school as you? Another, you're like, oh, how did you get into school as me? It's like, it's like, what yeah. happened here? You're entering degree as well. What the fuck? You know. But yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't struggle that much in college. I feel because I think I went through a very, and again, maybe it's because the school I went to, the caliber was maybe a little lower than like typical like Ivy Leagues or Berkeley or something. Um, mm -hmm. But I worked hard. I, I studied hard, but it was definitely not as much of a grind. I didn't have much of identity crisis in college. I actually felt pretty good about myself because 
Uh, for I, I graduated by top of my class. I had 3.7 GPA. Uh, I was I graduated cum laude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I, I I I had a streak. I had a running streak in my calc, my engineering calc classes, in which I had a hundred percent in all those classes for like four classes in a row not 99.99 it was one zero zero i got 100 percent on all the homeworks all the midterms all the finals and it it blew my mind because i was like why the hell is the average a d what's going on here like do you guys not understand integrals or something like i i I literally got oh my gosh okay i'm like tuning my own horn so hard right now but like no no, that's good yeah like so so i i i mean i didn't say i didn't struggle in college but um it definitely wasn't like something that i think bad palms like dude that was the worst years of my life i was like no i felt pretty good myself i was like i'm a uh <laughs> we can get way deep into this why i decided to pivot into investment banking in a bit but in a different episode but overall like kind of like picking yeah. back what you said i i do think like public schools i i met a lot of people in which their goal was to graduate early either they just wanted to get out of school or they want to go to grad school, or they just didn't think too much about it. They're just like, oh, I'm just trying to graduate, right? Well, for me, like, I took a fifth year, dude. I, I, I took a victory lap, mm-hmm. by the way. Best idea of my life. I recommend everyone to take a victory lap. Stay in school as long as possible. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Don't don't start working, okay? Please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but facts. Yeah, facts. It, it, in general, like, unless you're in, like, I don't want to say top 10%, top 20% in terms of like GPA wise, but in terms of like, I guess like mindset and understanding how like the system works. And I was lucky enough that I met, you know, smart people early on and had like, you know, junior, senior mentors at my school to tell me like, oh, you got to get internships. You got to do this. You got to do that. I think like a good, like 50 to 60% of my school, they didn't have like internship or experiences until like they hit senior year. And that's when they're like, Mm. oh crap, I need to like find a job at the college and then that's when it starts scrambling yeah. but um unless like you're that crowd that was already planning for that a lot of pe- i feel like a, a good majority of my school they didn't plan for it until senior year and like um a lot of them mm. were like trying to find a job until like spring quarter or even after graduation like it wasn't unheard of to not have a job offer uh before you graduated it was kind of like oh you're saying bill as me you know, in, in that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely do think mm-hmm. like culture plays a huge role in it. And also UC San Diego is a very tech heavy school, very, very tech heavy. So I think like in terms of like tech, yeah. including like software engineering, engineering, just g- general engineering, we compete against like the Ivy Leagues. We compete against Berkeley. I mean, Google comes to Berkeley, LA, sure. San Diego. Like it does, they don't give a fuck. They don't want good software engineers. You're going to find good yeah. software engineers everywhere, right? Um, for sure, so for sure. If you're like a software engineer at UCSD, like you're chilling, you're chilling. Like we literally had mm-hmm. two career fairs. We had one career fair for every other major that isn't engineering. And then we had a second career fair for engineering majors. And we had two ballrooms. One ballroom was for all other engineering and one ballroom was specifically for software engineering wow yeah that's crazy yeah 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 so so i i think like at ucsd like if you're a tech major like you're a software engineer like you i mean all my tech friends that graduated which low-key right now i'm like dude you guys are living a good life you know it's a kind of blends <laughs> that thought i was like they're all they're all yeah, doing very yeah. very well right now <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm um so it's interesting because dartmouth was like a little different in that we were not a tech heavy school uh so it's like the tech recruiting was small but growing because like during my years there they were investing more into it but the vast majority of like 
the when I when I say job recruiting at Dartmouth, like what I mostly mean is consulting and investment banking. That's yeah. what everybody was crazy about. Yeah, yeah, or hedge funds. I, I noticed school like I think like a yeah. couple of kids going to hedge funds as well. Yeah, I guess just to mm-hmm. wrap this up, like. So do I think going to a public school versus Ivy League is mixed difference between your earning capacity after college? The hard answer is no, because if you are an individual that's able to find the proper resources, network with the right people, and understand how the game works, you can, for example, you can get to investment banking for UC San Diego. I mean, yo, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a speaking yeah. prototype right here, okay? Like, that, yeah, that can yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, um, but if you just kind of follow what the masses are doing at each individual school, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Like, yeah, of course, at Dark Myth, you're surrounded with like a bunch of like um, high achieving kids. You're, you're going to do high achieving kid things. While UC San Diego, you're going to have your pocket of high achieving kids and your hair pockets of like slackers. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's totally true. I think that at Dartmouth, it's just like, I think at UCs, you have to like really... You're kind of left out alone, and you have to figure out what exactly the you're school doesn't do, help you that much. It really doesn't. Yeah, the school doesn't help you. No. Whereas, yeah, and I think the biggest difference is that with Ivy League schools, because the student population is much smaller and they have more money with like their endowment and stuff like that, they in, they it's like they they hold your hand a little bit more if you need that assistance. So they'll like push you, and the general school culture will also kind of like push you in that direction too. Like it's it's hard to not know that recruiting is going on. Whereas I feel like at a UC, like you wouldn't a really know. big school. You wouldn't know yeah. unless you're like, dude, you wouldn't know unless you're in that pocket students that understand like, oh, career fair is happening tomorrow. Some people are just like, yo, why are so many lines at the at the gym today? What's going on here? It's like, oh, it's career fair. Oh, what? Companies are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, were there a lot of rich kids at your school? Ivy Leagues, like oh people God, from yeah. influential families, old old money, dude. Like, I'll say this: I don't want to disclose too many names because I don't know like how chill. Name they the be, company. Like, this. Name the family, like fucking Rothschild or something. You know. Um, I think the most notable person was not in my year, but two years above. There was a Rockefeller in that class, um, and I think there was also. Um, J.D. Salinger, I don't don't quote me on this. I could be wrong, but J.D. Salinger, the author of The Catcher in the Rye, I think oh. their grandchild was in like a year above me or somewhere around there. And also, just in general, I don't want to disclose companies company names because you can look them up. But there are some people that I also knew where their parents were CEOs of very big companies as well. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely lots of old money, and I think that was so crazy for me because it's like. I don't want to stereotype, but I don't know if I want to say this, whatever. I'll, I'll debate whether I want to include this or not, but just say it and basically, we cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically in high school, like the top students in my class were all Asian people. Even though my school is majority white, the top students were always Asians. And I always wondered like, where are all the super, super smart white people in my high school or like in general? And I realized they were all at boarding school on the East coast. Like that's like where like the Exeters, the Andovers, they were the all Exeters. there. Yes. I heard of that school yeah. too. I had, I, I, well, my coworkers yeah. went there. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Like a lot of, and like the people that go to those schools, typically, I think like a lot of old money there for sure. Mm. I'm a, I, I'm a wrap up with this last thought. My school. Oh man, 
Like, what did your parents do? It's like, dude, my parents, like, it, it, <laughs> it was rare to have a parent that was like a entrepreneur, unless like they were, I don't know, carpenters or contractors or something. But like most of like my school, their parents were like, again, nothing wrong with this, but like normal nine to five jobs, minimum to like uh middle, middle, middle class salary, you know, like, yeah. Um, I like, okay. I'm not the exception, but like my dad's a professor. Um, in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So I, I have like the ones where I was mm -hmm. like, oh shit, your dad's a professor. That's kind of cool. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we can do a whole nother episode dedicated. Dude, we can to go so in deep into this. Like, oh my God. Yeah. This... But I will say, I think the one thing I love about UCs is the fact that UCs are, are schools that give chances to people that are not from really great backgrounds to really level up their lives. And whereas True. like luxury schools, like the private schools, the Ivy leagues, they don't allow that because they're a luxury brand. They can't take everybody. And I love how UCs actively support those types of students by accepting huge amounts of students and really like boosting their standard of living with their education. So I, I love the UC system for that. I, I agree. I agree too. And honestly, if I, if I learned anything, it's a good running lesson too, right? You learn to, you're basically throwing the water and you have to fend for yourself and fight for yourself. So it kind of, as <laughs> much as I hate to say, it kind of builds character. You're like, oh shit, I, I need to figure out my totally. own. Like, no, no totally. one's going to come save me. No one's going to hold my hand. You, you, you sink or you swim. It's like kind of like that mentality a lot of times. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely.